Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adiwumi, and I'm going through the book of Galatians. This is going to be a teaching. So I pray that the Lord will give you understanding for you that have been following the sermons and you have given your life to Christ. You need to get deeper in the Word of God by, by learning the precepts of the Word and how we should live our life for Christ. So this is what the teaching is all about. God has put in his body apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. What is the purpose? It's for the perfection of the saints. So we are called to be saints. Every one of us, we are called to be saints. But the saints need to be perfected. And you see that in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 11, Apostle Paul was saying, Christ has given to some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Why? Till when? Verse 13 said, till we all come. All of us have to come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the mature of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So the purpose of the teaching is to build up the body of Christ individual. He said he will all come in the unity of faith unto a perfect man. You can see many people that are believers, if they die before they get to that perfection, they go to paradise and from all we know, they still need to be building up even in paradise. Otherwise, that's how much they will know. But let's put that on our side and go now and go to the book of Galatians and just go through the book of the letters of Apostle Paul to each, uh, each church. The Galatian church, he wrote to them depending on what they were going through in that generation. In, to the church of Galatians, he has a different message for them. To the church of the Ephesians, he has a different message for them. And we are learning from all the letters that we can, because there are other letters Apostle Paul wrote that we didn't, that are not found. Because he mentioned the epistle to the Laodiceans, and that was not found. So, but the one that we found, we know that there are different topics that he addressed in every church. To every church now, in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, is where we're going to start. It's going to be a series, we're going to go through the book of Galatians, chapter 1. So, if we don't con complete one and two today, we continue the next podcast. And as I read it, just take your Bible and read along, and I will be explaining as the Lord lists some parts of it. And let me give you a background of why what was going on in this in the church of the Galatians. As we read it, as we understood it, this is what was going on then. It has to do with the after the church was founded the in Jerusalem and all the believers were mostly Jews in those days. And then there were, of course there were the unbelieving Jews that were persecuting the believing Jews. And then when the persecution started, we remember the story in the book of Acts of the Apostles. Apostle Paul was formerly called Saul of Tarsus, one of those uh, 
Pharisees that was persecuting the Christians until the Lord Jesus Christ knocked him down on the road to Damascus where he was going to arrest some more Christians. And then his eyes was opened and God saved him and turned him to become a minister of the gospel. And when from there on, you can see that he started preaching from all that he knew. God revealed more to him, explanation, explained to him why Jesus Christ is the way. And not the things he has been learning under Gamaliel, the Pharisee. So now he was able to present it. But you see, that doesn't mean that all the Pharisees will believe. They wanted to persecute him too. But he was trying to point to them and to the believers the difference between Judaism, which they were all raised in, and what Christ has brought from the scriptures. He was pointing it to them, pointing to, to them from the old, from the things that Moses wrote, that the, the prophets wrote, and that was where he was coming from. Now, after many years, he, Apostle Paul was now preaching everywhere in Asia in the, uh, to the Gentiles. When God sent him to go and be sent preaching to the Gentiles, he was not going to preach uh, Judaism to the Gentiles, he was preaching Jesus. And of course, being a, being a Jew, when you go to another city where you, there are always a community of the Jews, so you always will go to the community of the Jews first because that's like a, if you are if you are if you are a Nigerian and you go to Ghana and you see a community where these are the Nigerians, this is a, this area where they stay, you most likely will go there because they at least can understand your language and you have a place to start right there. So you always go to the Jews first and preach to them in their synagogue and some of them will believe, some of them will not believe before you go into the market to talk to the Gentiles. So, so he has a place to stay among the you know, some people. That was how he was preaching in every place. Now, after many years, the Jews in Jerusalem were pressing hard on the Christians that were in Jerusalem, like the Apostle Peter and also all the apostles that were still remaining in Jerusalem. They were getting pressurized by the unbelieving Jews. You know, you know the type of pressure they will be putting them on under pressure like that. You guys have disobeying the law of Moses, you guys are contradicting the law of Moses and things like that. So many of them will begin to try to up compromise with trying to do the culture, the culture of the Jews. And very soon they do not realize they were actually introducing the culture of Jews to the Christianity. Whereas Apostle Peter knew that mm, Christ sets us free from some of these things. And when Apostle Paul now was preaching to the Gentiles, he was not preaching the culture of the Jews. Even though he was Jew himself, but he was not preaching the culture of the Jews because the culture of the Jews have some things that is not what Christ come. Christ has fulfilled some of those things. They were more like a, do this until the Messiah come. And Apostle Paul also it's very hard for him to convince the Jews that the Messiah now has come. We don't need to do this one anymore. And they will persecute him for that. And that was what was going on. And when you now see his confrontation in this chapter to the Galatians. Galatians are Gentiles, but the Jews from Jerusalem are also traveling everywhere preaching. So they got to Galatia, they saw some Christians among among in the in this in the city, and they, they were some of those who are not sent to go and preach to the Gentiles, but they were trying to preach the culture of the Jews to the Gentiles. So you can understand what I mean, what by culture of the Jews? Circumcision that they were talking about here. It's the culture of the Jews. 
and because of their culture, anyone that is not circumcised, they don't want to associate with them. What is circumcision? That's only male that are circumcised. When God told Abraham that if you, for a sign between Abraham and God, if you circumcise if all his male, all the male sons on the eighth day, as a sign that he have a covenant with God. And Abraham was circumcised, Abraham and he circumcised his son Ishmael and Isaac and so on and so on. Then, since then the Jews have been circumcising their male. And it make them to separate themselves from the rest of the world because of that circumcision. But they are the only one that knew about it. Now, they were trying to superimpose that on the Gentiles. That where you got to be circumcised to be part of us. And Apostle Paul said, God, Jesus Christ didn't send me to go and be telling people that they have to be circumcised. No. So that was where the the confrontation comes from. Let me read, let's read it right now. You from that background you will see where Apostle Paul was coming from. Because the said told him many deeper revelations that most of the other apostles perhaps didn't know. Because God revealed to an individual person according to how he's sending you out. If God is sending you out to go and preach something, he will teach you more so that you will understand what you are teach what you are teaching more. You just have to tell the other person who is sending out to go do something else. But for your own work, it will teach you more so that you can explain it more to people. And that's exactly what God is still doing up to today. Now let's read it in the book of Galatians. That's why Apostle Paul has better understanding of what he was preaching because he was sent to the Gentiles. And when the Jews that were not sent to Gentiles started trying to bring their own doctrine of uh, circumcision or Judaism, Jewish uh, culture, they were trying to superimpose it upon the Christianity, it became a confrontation. So that is what you see in the book of Galatians here. Let's read it. Galatians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Now let me first stop there. Why did he introduce himself like that? You have to remember, the apostles in Jerusalem, Jesus Christ called 12 apostles, 12 people out of the crowd that were following him, and they were called the apostles. And it was one of those 12 that betrayed Christ, the one that was called Judas Iscariot. So he, he committed suicide after Christ was arrested and crucified himself, committed suicide because he, he found, he realized his folly. But now he was gone. By the time the church started, there were now 11 apostles. But then, when they were about to start the, the, their ministry, they gathered together in Acts of the Apostles chapter, chapter 1. If you want to go and read it, Acts of the Apostles chapter 1. We have Peter stood up and said, we need to appoint one person to become the twelfth person. To be a witness for the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was the, the ministry of those twelve apostles. They were, they were specifically chosen. They were called the Apostles of the Lamb. They were to be a witness of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. His life, his ministry, his death, and his resurrection. They were to witness to it. Jesus Christ said, you, shall be, you also shall be a witness. Holy Ghost is bearing witness by power, by showing signs and wonders. But they are also going to be a witness that we saw it. We were there with our own eyes. We saw him raise the dead. We saw him heal the sick. We saw him cleanse the leper. We saw him crucified. And we saw him resurrect by himself. Because that was where the, the Jews that did, not, that did not believe, they wanted to cover up that resurrection. 
that no, he didn't resurrect, it's what they wanted to say. And that was why, and they knew that something may happen, so they went and posted soldiers to surround that sepulchre, according to the book of uh, the Gospel of the of the of Luke and Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, that they post soldiers to watch that sepulchre. But when he rose, when he rose again, the, the soldiers were frozen, and they saw him rose from the dead. They ran away, and they went to the priest and told to the, the priest tried to cover it up and said the, the Bible said they gave them money and said. Say that his disciples came to steal. You know, the same thing why they posted the soldiers was that they, they already suspected that maybe his disciples may come and steal his body. Now when it really happened and the soldiers came, we only saw him come out of that place and they ran. Now they now why to say well, just 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 tell lies, just say his disciples came and steal him when we were asleep. And they give them money to hush hush. And they say, if the governor heard about it, which governor would be mad that you were asleep when you should be at your post? He said, we will convince the governor so that he will let you alone. And that was how they were spreading that lie that uh, Jesus Christ was not resurrected from the dead. But the apostles who saw him, who talked to him for many days, and they hit with him after he resurrected, they were to be a witness. And that was going on during their time. So Apostle Peter in the Acts of Apostles chapter 1 rose up and said, we need to get 12 because Christ selected 12 and one of them has committed suicide, the one that betrayed Christ, called Judas Iscariot, and we need to appoint one more person. So then they voted for the any of them that have been with us all along from the time Christ was going about and when John the Baptist was even preaching. And they, spoke, we, we, they, point, they appointed two of them that they know they have been there all along. And they make they voted for those among those two and selected one called Matthias. So that will be like it was appointed by men. Also, now Apostle Paul was trying to distinguish himself that I was not appointed by men. Look at it in verse one. Paul, an apostle, not of men. So he was referring to that, not of men, neither by man. The not that some men chose me to be apostles, but by Jesus Christ Himself and God the Father. Who listen from this because the logic appeared to Apostle Paul when he was going to persecute the Christians and after he was converted, Lord sent him out. The word apostle means sent out one. So what he meant by I'm an apostle simply means I am sent out by the Lord Jesus Christ to do what I'm doing. So that is what the word apostle means. He sent a messenger, a sent out person. So that's what he meant by I was sent by Jesus Christ himself to go and do what I'm doing. That's really what they meant by apostles. So anyone that was sent out by the Lord Jesus Christ, if the Lord appeared to you directly and sent to go and do something, you are a messenger for Jesus. You are an apostle of a different category. It does not mean you are one of the twelve. Just an apostle means directly sent out by somebody. Just the same way people have said, if a church in some of this in our generation right now, a church could send somebody that call them missionaries. They send somebody to to go to China to go and to go and witness to go and build a church in China, they are classified as missionaries, but they are actually classified as apostles of that church. That's what the word apostle means. A sent out messenger, whether it is sent by a church of this or church of that or Baptist church of this, they are sent to go and be a missionary in a, in a rural place and start a church there. They are they are the same category as apostles or servants or messengers. 
So Apostle Paul is saying he was sent by Jesus Christ to do what he was doing. Now he went further in verse 2. And he said, And all the brethren which are with me, that is, he's writing this letter, and some brethren are with him, and they're going to greet this church. Unto the churches of Galatia, grace be to you, and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins? Our Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Now, that verse 4 is very important. Apostle Paul is telling us what Christ did for us. Christ gave himself for our sins. That's our faith, believing that he died for us on the cross and his, share, his, his blood was to, to wash our sins away. And we believing that is what saved our soul because we are justified by faith. Faith in the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's reminding the Galatians that our Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. How does he deliver us from the present evil world? By delivering us from sinful nature. So that we don't participate in what they are participating anymore. We are our, our lifestyle has been changed. That's what you say we are born again. That's delivering us from this evil world. Because the world is so evil that they are influencing human beings to do wickedness. Because your next door neighbors do this, it's getting so rich from uh, corrupt money. It's it's uh, trying to influence other people that are next that are, that are that are don't want to do this, to go and do similar. That is an evil world. Corrupting others. They are corrupted, they are corrupting others. That is what we call evil world. But when we come to Christ, which is the only way we can get ourselves free from that corruption and evil world, is when Christ changes from within, we become a child of God and we shall not be corrupted by what we see or what some people are doing because we are different. We are of a, we are a new breed that cannot be corrupted by what we see other people do that are sin. Because our, our life is changed. That is what he meant by Christ has delivered us from this present evil world. Because it's an evil world if you are being corrupted by the, your, your co-workers are getting bribery. And it looks like they are making it. They are making money. You are not making it. But if you are not born again, you be tempted, heavily tempted to participate in that corruption. Where they are extorting, extorting money from people in bribery. They won't do the job that they are expected to do until they get bribed. Or if you are a policeman, you that's one of the things that they are, they are doing, the policemen that are extorting money from the people in the streets. They won't let them go unless they get money. That is the evil world that is corrupting. Even if one policeman does not want to participate, if he is not born again, he will be compelled to participate. Why? The fear of the others, the desire for money, the loss after money also, we make him participate. It's not easy for you to separate yourself unless you are born again. That's what we are telling you. It is Christ Jesus that is changing lives. When He changes your life, you will be a different creature, a new creature in Christ Jesus. And that's what we are saying. And that's why we call Him the Savior. Savior from what? From sin. Because it's sin that's going to send everybody to hell. Anyone that is in sin will die in their sin, will go to hell. But Christ is our Savior because He can change our life from within and make us a new creature in Christ Jesus. And we don't sin anymore. If you are still committing sin, you need to come to Christ and ask Him to wash you with His blood. Confess your sin and say, Lord, I want to get rid of this behavior. And He will wash you clean and clean your heart and you will be free from it from that day forward. 
And no devil can tempt you to go do it again anymore. Why? Because Christ has changed you from within. That is the new life. He said, except you be born again. That's the born again experience. So except you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Because he's giving us a new spirit that cannot be corrupted by the evil world. So that's why I stop at verse 4 to explain it very clearly. That Christ gave himself for us, for our sins. Why was that? Why did he say give himself? Because for us to get this benefit, somebody has to pay the penalty for our sins. And Christ paid the penalty by allowing himself to be crucified on the cross. His shed blood was to atone for mankind, not just for some Jews, for mankind, the world. Say God gave the world. Say God loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son as a sacrifice. That's what it means. The story of Christmas. God loved the world so much he gave his son to, sac to be sacrificed for us. And now the sacrifice is completed. The offering is accepted by God. The whole world has been forgiven if they will come back to him individually. Believing in, in the son of God and asking the son of God to come and change them. God does not make it automatic unless you want to make robots. He's not making robots of us. You are to willingly come and we are willingly coming to Jesus that I am fed up with this life of sin. I don't want to do all these evil things anymore because he's going to send me to hell. Lord Jesus Christ, change me. And then when you call him as the, your savior, he will change you. That is what it means by God gave this, his son to the world and we are to now accept his son into our heart, into our life, and we will be changed. He gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 6, let's go on in verse 6. Apostle Paul continues, he said, now he is going to address what the Galatians were wrestling with. That's the purpose of this letter of Apostle Paul. In verse 6, he started addressing, he said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. What do you mean by another gospel? He said, it looked like you, you, the church of Galatia, it looked like you have suddenly changed from what you are taught to another gospel. And he's going to explain. Verse 7 says, which is not another, but there be some, some people, that trouble you and would prefer the gospel of Christ. So that, that's the thing he was trying to address to the Galatians. That these people are coming and trying to teach them something different from what Apostle Paul has already taught them. Imposing the Judaism or Jewish traditions and culture as if unless they do those traditions they cannot be saved. And which is not what Christ was saying. So that's what he's trying to address to the Galatians. So let's read on. He's going to explain it further to, to them right now. Yeah, it's not another gospel, but there are some people that come to trouble them and they will pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, verse 8 is a strong warning to those people. Say, but though we, that is, even if he, my apostle Paul came back and tried to change what he has preached before, or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, say, let him be a cause. Now, that's like putting a cause upon people that, that went and begin to twist in the gospel of, of the gospel of Christ in the mind of those who have already believed by putting some new thing that is not what Christ said but they are twisting it. That's what he says. Let them be a cause. He says, even if an angel come and do the same thing, 
Even if an angel from heaven try to preach something otherwise than what we have preached to you. Or even if we ourselves go back and try to change what we have preached before, he says something is wrong. So that's what he has tried to say that that, that person should be caused. Verse 9 said, As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be a cost. See again the second, say the second time, like he's putting a cost upon those who that are going to around trying to twist the gospel of Christ that Apostle Paul has preached because he was certain, he was so sure he saw Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ taught him this thing, he was preaching to the people, those that have believed it and they are following him, they are being filled with the Holy Ghost and then some people came behind him trying to twist what he what he has been preaching, putting something new, something else, something different, making them turn away from Christ and try to follow Moses. No, you don't follow Moses. Moses is dead and gone. But Jesus Christ is alive forevermore. Moses said, listen to the Messiah that's coming. He's the one that comes with perfection. If they understood the gospel of the letters of Moses, he was saying, another prophet is coming that will be like me. That is the lawgiver. Him you should follow. The law he gave to them was temporary to make them form a nation. But the lawgiver is to not form a nation, but to, to save the whole world. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, another one is coming after me. That will be from among the Jews. And that's why Jesus Christ came from among the Jews. But he said, anyone that will not obey that, that prophet will be, will, be, will be destroyed from many people. And Moses warned them. Moses dead and gone. But when the, the true Messiah came, he brought the light. And he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comment on the Father but by me because it was God from heaven that came down upon the earth. So Apostle Paul was saying, he, he was so sure of what the Lord Jesus showed to him, he was telling them, if any other person come back to twist, to twist the gospel that you have already received, they are trying to confuse you. He said, let the person be caused. That's what he was saying, verse 9 and 10. Verse 6 and 9. Now verse 9. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So Apostle Paul is saying he's not trying to please men because if he was trying to please Apostle Peter, who was the apostle, the big apostle before him, he said, I'm not preaching pleasing men, I'm 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 only to please God and the Lord Jesus Christ who sent me. So that is what he's talking about here. He said, if I'm if I'm still trying to please men, I won't be a servant of Christ. That's why we that are believers in Christ, we preach the gospel as the Lord Jesus Christ has revealed to us, and we don't apologize. To the Mohammedans, we don't apologize to the Jews, we don't apologize to the Buddhists, we don't apologize to the atheists, we don't apologize to those who say there is no God or they or those they want to follow their father's religion. We just tell them Jesus is the only way. He said it and he even said back, back him up. The Lord Jesus Christ, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comment unto the Father but by me. And a voice from heaven when he was preaching said, Hear he him. This is my beloved son. So if you want to heaven, you better hear the Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't apologize. We're telling you the truth, but in love. Only God can save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can save you. But he said, no man can come unto me except the Father draws him. If you are understanding this thing, the Father is drawing you. And Apostle Paul is saying this in this chapter of Galatians chapter 1, that I do not seek to please men. We just want to please our Lord Jesus Christ who has sent us to serve him. Now, verse 11. Apostle Paul now is going to begin to tell about himself, how he got this message that he was preaching. That everybody that is telling that 
no, if any man come and preach otherwise, the person will be cursed. Even if he himself turn around and begin to change what he has preached, he said, let him, let him be cursed too. But he's saying, I so certain of what he was doing. I'm going to continue this Galatians series in the next broadcast. And I pray that the Lord will burn this in your heart that first of all, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And secondly, read the Bible yourself. Let the Holy Ghost explain to you and he will explain to your heart and follow the scriptures that Apostle Paul has written down and the precepts of the way of life of Christ that Apostle Paul laid down for us because the Lord Jesus Christ sent him out to the Gentiles and he is one that has laid the foundation of the gospel. That's why he said, if anybody has come and tries to twist the gospel in your mind, different from what Apostle Paul has laid down as foundation of the gospel, he said, let the person be accursed. He said, we build on it, we don't twist what he has, what he has found. He said that, I planted Apollo water it. You see, that's how we can only build on the foundation. You can't try to shake the foundation. The foundation is that Christ is the only Savior and Christ is our Savior. God bless you.